Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. The show that is unequivocally about the best of 2017. And that makes me the best Dan of 2017. And I am here talking to the best Sarah of 2017. How are you, Sarah? That's a big, big claim. There are a lot of Dan and Sarahs in the world. It's not like my name is Otharina and your name is... Um, I, I I can't think of anything Australian enough. <laughs> well, I, I spell it differently to the others, so that's how it's okay. distinct. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's why that's why you're ungoogleable. Um, hello, mm. we're going to talk about the best races that we enjoyed the most in 2017, and yeah, I want and to it's, start. By... It's, it's probably worth clarifying at this point in time that um this is this is the entirely subjective and and requiring no objective evidence or input definition of best like this is just the shit we like so yeah this is although i did ask on twitter for other people's things so we'll talk about things that other people like as well but you know can i just start can i start with what is really exciting about 2017 there was some there was a lot of amazing races racing yep and it was the year that everything changed in that we saw it's a pivotal year we saw the increase in distances but we also saw the beginning of well the first time that the classic season rather than be the classic season has been divided into the early classics the cobbled classics Mm. and the hilly and the ardennes hilly classics yes and that is amazing like really really exciting and we'll talk about that a little bit later but I also want to talk about how much we've see, got to see on television, on streams. Like, it has been completely different. It's been going, there's, we're on an upward trajectory. We're not perfect yet. There's tons of races I want to see live. and There's tons of races I want to see decent highlights of, mm, right? Mm, absolutely. But how exciting is it to be able to have seen the Ronde van Vlaanderen and you know like oh and it like it's not just exciting it's like it's 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 you know shivery exciting like it's it's dreams come true kind of levels of exciting it's one of those things for me that like is still kind of crazy and i know i talk about this a fair bit but it, it still blows me away that you know um six short seasons ago when we started doing this podcast together it was literally follow races by twitter and hope that you know it's not so eventful that that people run out of time to tweet things and that's how you found out what happened in races and here we are you know just just these few years on and and so many races are live and when they're not live it's like highlights same day and then lengthy you know like full highlights within 24 hours and and like it's it's just amazing like you say there's still a long way to go but boy we've come a long way too yeah and this trajectory i mean i think when i started uh watching women's cycling i could watch the ronde van Drenthe, the last the last hour or so of the ronde van Drenthe. i could watch the gp de plue Mm-hmm. Um, the last hour or so, GP de Plouet. And those were by streams. The Ronde van yeah. Drenthe is in Dutch, GP de Plouet is in French, and also on a dodgy, you know, on a dodgy stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Ronde van Drenthe stream used to collapse, you know, on itself. Yep. Uh, it, used to, it used to collapse. Then there was World Championships and the Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I still remember in 2012, one of my top highlights, or arguably my top highlight, I think, actually, was the Olympic race. And, and, and I mean, it was a very exciting and fun race anyway, but not least because 
quote unquote, it was one of two races we could watch live this year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like I literally said that. That was my reason. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because the other one was the other one was Pluto, uh, which hadn't happened yet. Yeah, exactly. In Worlds. So yeah, I mean, four. We used to be happy when there were four races. Then a couple of years ago, I was very excited because in Britain there were six weeks in a row where I could see a race. Mm. Part or part of a race in over the over the summer, and that felt like, and that included the national championships. That included, yeah. you know, uh, a race that you know included races that weren't um, uh, that weren't UCI level. Yeah, but it felt yeah. it that felt game changing. And then this, this year, year we get to that point where you've got two computers going and a TV um, on, and you still can't keep up with all of the racing that's on right now. Yeah, this year is the year where. I mean, I used, if there was a race that was going to be shown live, I would block it out in my diary and I wouldn't do anything else. You know, I just watch that race. I'd watch that race because, you know, we have to watch it. This year, there were so many ra- live races that I just didn't, I just couldn't do that and keep up a, no. and keep up a real life. Like, no, well, yeah, that's... actually had to cherry pick. You actually had to, yeah, really, really, yeah, it was amazing. And I love that. And so that's where we're starting. We're starting from 2017 in the context of it being a pivotal year for the racing, but also a pivotal year in being able to see the racing. And that's super important. And that makes, and that's also one of the things that's really interesting about talking to people on Twitter about it, because usually when you, you know, a couple of years ago, if I was saying this on Twitter, you know, which were your, which were your favorite races to watch, people would be saying, oh yeah, worlds, like without a doubt, just because Mm. that was the one that they got to see. Yeah. Yeah. But this year, people are talking about the route races that they've, you know, all over the world that they've seen. And, and it's just, just, just spectacular. And yeah, um, it's not, it's not perfect. We've got a long way to go. And there are some really big races run by some really big race organizers who, you know, like, why can't we see Liège? You know, why can't we see Flesh Wallon? Um, you know, why can't we even see the finish live? You know, those, those there are those kind of, um, yeah, those, those kind, kind of, of, those kind of pain points. Um, but, you know, that but, will reduce but, a man to muttering and swearing. Fuck yeah, you. But yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot easier when you can say, "Well, look what, look what, look what your rival, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look what your rival Flanders yeah. Classics can yeah. do." Well, if your rival Flanders Classics can do it, <laughs> ASO, why can't you? Yeah. And that becomes different. That becomes a diff- to... That's a different. That's a completely different conversation it is. than it is. I just really want to see it. I'm sure it's possible because, oh God, can you remember all the people who've told us over and over again that it would be impossible to show the Ronde van Vlaanderen oh, women's race? Like people you know have told what? us over and over again. If we got a dollar from each of those people now for for it having been shown live, we could afford to show fucking Fleshful on live. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and people have told me for years, oh, well, Sarah, it's just the market. It's just the market. It's just the market. And and it's like, no, no, it's not. It's It's genuinely not. I mean, isn't it hilarious that it's always the people who represent the the catered-to majority who think it's just somehow benignly the market (laughs) and not just just their fucking enormous privilege? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so let's talk. So we're talking about this in the context, probably for the first time, 
of most of these races that we think are the greatest ones actually being ones we can see. And for the first time, not going to be saying, you know, do you remember a couple of years ago, we said we were having races in our countdown at the end of the year that we were put in because we could see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and like, uh, it's still amazing that that was, I mean, it was quite rightly at the time, a a criteria. But but... I can see this race happening. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's like, I mean, it's kind of like having someone describe a magic trick to you. Like, it's <laughs> it's good. Like, I get that he did something pretty cool there, but seeing it for myself is a whole better thing. That's true. That is true. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're seeing someone's holiday. Seeing someone's holiday photo. <laughs> Okay, so I, that's my that's I snuck in with my normally how we do this is we take it in turns. So we haven't talked about which races with each other we've, we we like best or which moments we've liked best. We've just got them as taking it in turns. So I've started with one of mine. <laughs> um, Dan, hit me. What was your? Do you want to do your top favorite race of the year to start oh, with? Oh, really? Oh, um, oh, geez, that's thrown me a little bit. Um, my top favorite race of the year. Bloody hell. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Because everyone knows that we always have a lot of favourites, you can joint it. It yeah, can be your joint favourite race. I can yeah. joint it. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Look, um, I wasn't really prepared to just launch into my favourite of the year. Um, but... Oh, um, I know what I know what it is. I, I, I bet I can bet what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because I'd kind of like to beat the odds and be less predictable but like it is also my first favorite of the year i mean i just i have to it's always going to be strade bianchi for me it just it's the best it's such a good race when you say always hasn't it only been going for a couple of years like well, isn't this like yeah, the third but like, yeah but it was the classic that was the instant classic because it's like it yeah. feels like it's gone forever and it's the most beautiful race and the white roads and it's it's gorgeous when it's dry and dusty and everyone comes out coated in dust and sweat and it's glorious when it's rainy and muddy and everyone comes out coated slick with with weird mud and stuff and it's just beautiful rolling hills and it's always good racing and it's early in the year and it's just the best race you know what? I don't. I mean, everyone, almost everyone. I think, especially Chavetta said, <laughs> Strade Bianchi, of just. I mean, it's got that iconic finish through the streets of through the narrow streets of Siena, and it's perfect. But oh, Dan, this year was just exhilarating, it wasn't was it? It was so glorious, you know, and the way that 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 finish um, was set up, you know, with Lucinda Brand and um, Shara Gillow. Sh- short vantage on Shara Gillow, and then you've got Elisa Longo-Borghini, Lizzie Dana, Cashinua Doma, and um, a couple of Orica Scott riders, including Spratty, chasing and and the uh, attacking and counter-attacking, and just as they get towards that final, um, you know, climb towards the line, Elisa knows that she needed to go, and bang. And comes out with the win and i think she'd had such a shit year last year and it's such an iconic race and so it was just so good i think the thing the thing that was really impressive for me was it looked like it i mean a getting to see it live um but b 
it had seemed like there was a script in place because you know you had that great group at the end coming mm. coming screaming towards Siena. You had this group of Lizzie Dane and Megan Guarnier, um, Lisa Longo Borghini, and we felt you know it's set spratty. We felt that we knew how the script would go. Yeah, and suddenly from around the corner, from nowhere, come Shara Gillow followed by Lucinda Brand, and that moment where Shara Gillow turned the corner. Yep. Caught the group, and, just and instead kept going. of taking yeah, instead of taking a break, relaxing and yeah. and uh, you know and, doing what a man would do on, if he caught the group, <laughs> sit up and have a relax. <laughs> she just screamed round the corner ahead, and then when Lucinda Brand did exactly the same thing, and I mean the thing is, is it was a move that you know, uh, it 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 didn't work right, but she wouldn't have won out of that group. Anyway, and it was just the chance to see it. And the, the, the chaos, it I always like a race with a little bit of fun mm. chaos. I mean, yeah. no, there's shit chaos and there's fun chaos, right? Yeah. I always like a race with a little bit of fun chaos. And that was stunningly beautiful. So then they were, they were caught and the duel between Cassie and Uadoma and, uh, and, and, and Elisa Longo-Borghini in Siena was, oh, we said at the time, it was like Elisa had been up and down, up, you know, been just gone up and she had kind of visualised every corner mm, and mm. every turn and every point in the yeah. alleyways. I mean, she just positioned herself beautifully in every part of that climb, you know, like oh. just, just, and it was, it was little and subtle things. And it really was like, I genuinely think it was race recon because it was making sure she's on the inside here and then switching to yeah. that side of the road there. And it was, it was gentle stuff of, closing the door on some of Cash's options and, and, and that sort of thing. It was actually, it really reminded me of, um, remember that stage in the Giro a couple of years ago where um, Pauline Ferrand-Prevost got a, a bit of criticism for being a little bit aggressive or assertive in her shutting down of um, Mara, Mara Abbott. Abbott. You know, it, it was kind of like the not the polar opposite, but it was the it was the other version of that where it was just done quietly and she, gently and and in a workmanlike was, way, like it was just she, done. The way that she took every line, mm. where she wasn't blocking Neodoma, no. but because the roads are so narrow, it meant that there was no way Neodoma could pass, and she yeah. was just I, and she was just taking was, options away. It was it was just glorious to watch. It's it's still. I st- I, like I still I, I, honestly I kind of half want to stop recording right now and go watch the video again same like, same I've got the shivers I've literally yeah. got the shivers down my back talking about it so in downhill mountain biking you'll often see the riders when they're waiting before they start they'll be doing like this hand gesture because it's very short you know it's very fast very short courses on on downhill and they're literally visualizing every turn mm, you know they've, mm. they've, they've, they've gone down it they've gone down it on their GoPros they know exactly how they have to move on yeah. every corner and every turn, and, and, and you can see them are, swaying with the with yeah. the visualization. And that's that's and are, the impression. They hundred percent remember individual rocks and branches and, yeah. and things. You know, like they yeah. they know the route, and it yeah, exactly. And that's how that's how that's how Elisa Longo Borghini's riding looked to me. Mm, mm. It looked like she was she'd remembered every cobble. Yeah. And everything. And then when she finished, and the thing about Elisa Longo Borghini is she doesn't often win. Like yeah, she's yeah. not the winningest rider. No, but, but when, when she, wins, she boy, wins, boy, she boy, she wins in entertaining oh, ways. God, yes. And she's yeah. you know sometimes she must be a bit frustrating for her team because she's a very like honourable rider. Mm. Like she will work breaks when she shouldn't. She'll 
Yeah. You know, she's she's and she's and the thing is that she can't sprint. And there aren't that many races for her because, you know, the the climbing races have gone have left the calendar. But Yeah, yeah. There's a lot is... fewer climbing opportunities. There's a lot more um if not straight out sprint finishes, certainly fast, bunchy sprint um, yeah. finishes, you know. And there's and, a lot of what, yeah. and a lot of what she could do, like, you know, it's a bit like the problem that Emma Johansson had, where uh if you were yeah, Emma Johansson what everything that she could do, Mariana Voss could do just yeah. that fraction better and Elisa Longo Borghini not being able to sprint but the thing about Elisa and why she has so many fans is when she wins her wins are iconic and memorable and yeah. you know her solo win when she attacked when she went too early in the Ronde van Vlaanderen mm-hmm. or her three last laps in Strade Bian- in the Strade Bianchi World Cup where she was going in the pouring rain and she'd gone too early. Like those yeah. are the moments that I will remember all my life, you know? And that's why, that's why I love Elisa Longo Borghini. So yeah, so that was um, Elisa Longo Borghini first, Cassian Neuadoma, Katazian Neuadoma second, and uh, Lizzie Dane in Lizzie third. Lizzie in third, yeah. And so I know it's kind of weird that like my best race is also like the, the first world tour race, but it's like, it just is. It just, it's the best race. Um, and there's plenty of other races that I like. Like I have a list of, of things that I like and want to talk about, but you asked for my best and, and that is it for sure. Yeah. So my, I have a joint, I have a joint best with Strade. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm astounded that you couldn't narrow it down to one, almost like asking for your favorite (laughs) rider. (laughs) My joint best is worlds. Right. I loved Words. I mean, Words was in Bergen in, in, in Norway and they put on a really, you know, put on a really good show. The course yep. was great. Um, I'm still a bit sad that we didn't, the, the women didn't get to do the same, you know, the same course as the men. I don't yeah, understand the, that. The, with the nice ex- big climb. Yep. And, and also the, the beginning, the beginning section that the men, the, the beautiful yes. beginning fjord section. But it was just, I mean, the race was, last year we said the same thing. Last year in, in Doha, the race was for the Dutch to lose. Yep. And last year they did. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and that's not to diss them. Because and, and yeah, they, I mean, it's almost, I almost don't want to say that they lost because they kind of, they, they, kind of, they kind of didn't lose so much as someone else won it from them. You know, like they yes, were, exactly. they were right there. They did everything the right. They did they everything, did everything they could perfectly. right. Like they couldn't have done it differently and better. It's just that they got outplayed. And they got outplayed by I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I love I love her so much. Amelia Diedrichsen, the yeah. young Dane, two times junior world champion. Um, she's only one of like three riders who's ever done who's ever done who's ever done mm. that. Um, she's uh everyone knew that Amalia was going to be the Amelia was going to be the world champion one day it's just they didn't expect her to do it yeah. in like what her third season as a pro yeah yeah it was almost <laughs> it was almost as if she'd done it on her first day like it was yeah. like yeah i mean it, like you say it was actually you know uh, her third season but you know it was it was one of those everyone was like, yeah, yeah, oh, she'll win it in a few season. years. And you second sort of... season, I think. Or, yeah, yeah, but everyone's, everyone's sort of meaning like in five years or so, she'll be a real contender. And and then all of a sudden, oh, shit. Well, you did that early. I didn't have any other activities planned for us this this 
decade. Yeah. Um, one of one of my yeah. favorite one of one of my other happy moments this year was um, was Emilia winning the Ronda van Drenthe, the the second Road World Cup, a second sorry second World Tour race in her yep. rainbow jersey, and that made me happy because it's always like the pressure was off her, like you know the pressure to, the, the the curse of the rainbow jersey is a real thing. I mean, God, Paulina Fran Prevot had three held three rainbow jerseys at the same time and got hit last year with a triple yeah. dose of the curse of the rainbow jersey. Yeah. But it's a it, but it's and we joke about it, but I think it's actually more the the mental stress it puts on you. Um, Catherine Marcel told me about it that that um, she was a junior and elite world champ, the first ever w- woman to become junior and elite world champion, and she said it's really re- it puts so much pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And so for Amelia to win like the second world tour race was just yeah. in her rainbow jersey was awesome. But no, the reason Worlds this year was so was so great. I mean, the Dutch just rode a blinder. They had probably the strong and and i say this having pretty much every year i think the dutch are the strongest team at worlds but this year i legit think they had the strongest team they've ever had well this year is the team that i think like let me put it this way yes i think you know we've said and i think it has been true every year that the dutch have been the strongest team but this year's dutch team i think is the team that you could put up against the dutch team from every other year and still be confident (laughs) they'd win you know yeah, even though like you've got Mariana Voss in all of them, but yeah, yeah no, yeah. no I, I agree, I agree. It was the queen of Dutch teams, and they rode, they rode super aggressive. They, 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 they looked like they were having a ton of fun out there on the bike. And you know, we were talking about this is a team that had, okay, that the, the, their favourites, um, Olympic champion Anna, Anna van der Breger, mm-hmm. was I think was my favourite, was my favourite overall. Then you've got like, and then then you're looking at it and you're going, okay, yeah, but you know, uh, second is Annemiek van Vleuten, who'd already won the ITT and had made no secret of the fact that she wanted the ITT and road race double. And and had been on a hell of a tear in the second half of the season, you know. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say the second half. I'd say from the from 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 the course onwards. Sure. I mean that you're like yeah she's and she wanted it so badly mm, mm. I mean not that anyone else not that other people didn't want it but she was she had literally been saying it all year yeah, that she wanted yeah. that she wanted that double then you've got like as your kind of third option Mariana Voss yeah yeah how can you have a team where Mariana Voss is your third option uh, but you know Voss has been sick this year um then you've got like, well, Ellen Van Dyke. Ellen Van Dyke could win this race. And then you're kind of going, okay, yeah. And then you've got like uh, um, Chantal Black and Lucinda Brand and Yannick Rensing. Like, you know, they were, yep. they could, they could all. And I was saying right at the front that I thought that all of them it could win the race from the right break. Yeah, and... yeah. Like, it, it, honestly, with this team, it was almost, I mean, this isn't exactly how it played out, but on paper going into the race, it was almost a a crapshoot of, you know, like, roll the dice, see which one of them gets into the break that manages to stick away, then they win. Like, I actually thought they were going to have one, two, three on the podium. At one point, it really looked like they were. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was ridiculous. So the race was endless attacking. Um, it was just, it was just spectacular. Tons of breaks, tons of break action. I was a little bit confused when Van Vleuten and Van der Breger chased down the break that um, uh, Chantal Black was in. Yep. But then when Chantal Black escaped again and won and won solo, I was just 
so happy for her so she won she was she ended up in a break with there was a break with oh i can't even remember how many it was like three dutch women in in in, in the break with her with eleanor cicchini and cassia Nuadoma and kat garfer and yeah and they were and they were just killing it maybe for Provo as well i can't remember the exact details anymore it was glorious and then when when Chantal attacked out of it and there's something very special about a selfless domestique winning for me like Chantal Black she's always had amazing talent and winning winning any race is special um because those opportunities are so few and far between but to win worlds I mean but it's even so for Black 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 rides for Bowles Dolmans and Bowles Dolmans are the absolute super team and you've got all kinds of riders including Chantal Black who on any other team would be the lead rider mm. and 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 Black also suffers from the fact that she's Dutch like on any other team Black would be a rider who gets to go to the Olympics who gets to go to Worlds every year like if she was British absolutely no question she'd be at the Olympics she'd be at the World Championships like but she's dutch and and that and that makes her suffer she doesn't always get to go to worlds because it's you know it's the dutch have such a embarrassment of riches in terms of riders that they've been able to say you know what we're taking our sprint iteration we're taking our classics iteration yeah, and blood yeah. hasn't always been the you know she's and it's like so well, frustrating and, like and we Blatt, talk about cinder brands yeah we we talk about it every time because it is it is quite literally the the toughest selection um, any time when the Dutch have yeah. to take a national team somewhere, it is, it is just the worst choice. Like these are riders that yeah. would be guaranteed a a lead rider's position on almost any other national team. And the thing is, is when it's the Olympics and they only have four riders to mm. pick from, mm. the second four that don't get to go to the Olympics are better than most countries' A team. Yeah, yeah, and would be a stronger team, and I would back them. You know, like, like, it's like, you know, if you think about your, your, you know, if you think about, okay, well, my A team is um, Voss, sorry, Van der Breger, Van Vleuten, Voss and, and Van Dijk, as was at the Olympics. I mean, I would have backed a team that was Chantal Bluck, Lucinda Brands, um, you know, Yannick Rensing, And well, let's say, you know, and then you have an argument about who you put in. Well, are we putting Amy Peters? Yeah, let's put in Amy Peters. And someone else would go, no, no, I think it should be, you know, and it goes on forever yeah. like this. Yeah. So, for me, that was special because, oh, she rode it. She absolutely deserved it. Just like last year, it was a deserving winner. You know, we're not having yep. one of those ones where sometimes it feels a little bit disappointing. And it's it, she was a deserving winner who had worked her socks off all year and all season and was is selfless and fun and an awesome awesome role model and my god she's going to do that that rainbow jersey proud in the yeah. in next year it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful so well, that's other, my that's my one i get that the other part that made that race so spectacular for me was actually the not so much just that that chantal soloed in for the win but the the sprint for the minor places had some oh. some real fury and some some genuine surprise results in the end so cat garfoot crossing the line in second and amalia Diedrichsen in for third so going world champ last year still on the podium this year is an amazing result for her um but yeah it was an epic race in all of those regards so yeah it's totally worthy i mean it's no it's no strata bianchi but you know it's a it's a pretty good like if strata bianchi didn't exist i could see why some people would think this was the best race of the year um amelia diedrichson's third place everyone said 
that you know Amelia Diedrichsen, she's a sprinter. Yep. There's no way she's gonna. There's no way that she can She'll win. She's handed the over times. the rainbow yeah. jersey. You know, yeah, she's you know, yeah, 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 she's Scandi, and it's a Scandi race. But you know, Amelia Diedrichsen, she'll give it. She'll give it a good go. But you know, no one was expecting that of her. And for Amelia, a sprinter, to be third on a classic on such a classics classics course and a tough yep. course. You know, they rode it. They rode it very hard. And it was a really I tough just, race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way. You could actually argue that the Dutch, the overall Dutch result. I mean, of course, they'll all be ecstatic that they won because you know that's the Dutch, right? But yeah. when you look at this and you say, actually, for the Dutch to come fourth and eighth, yeah, it was. It, there was there was a little bit of a, a surprise there that that they didn't, you know, contest that that sprint as well as they might have. Yeah, 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 and the sprint cause, because basically the group, had, the group, if you can't remember, the group had. Um, been had, had Chantal Black had attacked out of the group. The group were chasing, and behind her, behind them, this next large group was coming. And the Dutch started their sprint a little bit too early, and they were caught literally just on the line by the chasers. Mm. And just, and that's that's also what I really love about it is that in the past, some teams have looked at the Dutch and gone, "God, we're just we're just yeah, oh, racing well, finer places. It's, it's over now. Yeah, yeah." This year was absolutely, and, and it was a little bit of a difficult world because you know Lizzie Danan, who who is a top favourite to win, wasn't there. Because, well, she was there, but she wasn't really there because of her. She'd had her appendix out like something stupid, like six weeks before the race. Before the race, but they, no one, the other teams in the other countries did not give up. You know, yeah, and I yeah. mean, for Cat with all the bullshit there'd been about the selections by the Australian, you know, the the, yeah, the, um, yeah. the Australian selections for World Championships, and yep. you know, the the, the, the head of site, the, the the coach saying, yeah, the women are basically a bunch of shit, and there's no point even sending a team because there's no one who could win. Yeah. For Cat to come, for Cat Garfoot to get second was really glorious too. So there was a lot, there was a lot to love outside of Chantal Black's win. Oh my God, come on, Dan. What's your next one? Uh, look, well, my next one, again, is going to be a complete surprise to people who wouldn't have been able to see it coming um, because, you know, it's not a race that I'm notorious for having a, a love-love relationship with, but um, the Tour of Flanders. Oh, see, that's special for me, but for different reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't love a cobbly tour of, of Western Belgium, you know? Like... Oh, it's just the best. And look, this year, among other things, for me, it was actually just the, the little bit of a surprise slash huge fucking surprise. Like, like sprinters winning Flanders is not a thing that you normally expect to see happen. And so, you know, uh, uh, Rivera winning a sprint finish at Flanders was just... Wow. Yeah, I Flanders I can't think of objectively because i was there i did the commentary mm. in english the english language commentary with rochelle gilmore and yep. for me there's this moment where we were standing on the start line like before we started before we went into to, to do the comp to commentate on the finish line oh my god well we stood on the start line you stood on the finish line and it was just the most incredible experience on the start line you're standing there and you've got all these different cycling journalists and women who work in cycling there and you can see Anna Marie Rook and um oh I've completely forgotten your name Janine Laudry and 
there's you know there's there's uh, Rose Manley who does the videos for uh, the UC, you know, the UCI clipped videos, and there's Corinne uh, Mazzocchi who does the videos for Wiggle High Five, and there's Rochelle, and there's me, and you're just like, wow, that was that was an amazing moment for me. But mm, just mm. being there, I mean, just being yeah, yeah. Oh, the thing that's really surprising well, is I've never been to I've never been to Flanders before, and it's really surprising how so many of the roads are just ordinary roads. Oh, really, yeah. really ordinary roads yeah. that, that like, like don't super and then they just ordinary, get, super ordinary. Get, yeah. Yeah. And like the, I could have, and there's bits where, I mean, I could have been in England in the, you know, when you're standing on these little steep thigh biting hills with a narrow, you know, narrow yeah. cobbled sections. And, and you're like, I could have been in Britain. Like there's nothing, this isn't something that you'd write, home about if you saw this view you just like drive through it right and then it becomes it's transformed into this legendary mm. you know the 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 the, the gods sprinkle their the sighting gods sprinkle their magic dust on it and it just gets transformed into this incredible arena and yeah and, and getting to commentate it i like literally have tears in my eyes like i if yeah. you just told me that if you'd have told me that five and a half years ago when we started this podcast, I just would not have believed you. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a fantastic moment, I'm sure, to to have been there commentating it and whatever. And I just I, I appreciate that it was also a genuinely very exciting edition of the the race for you. As I said before, you know, it's not normal to to see it one in a sprint, but it was interesting to me this year too because. It, it earlier looked like it was going to be, you know, someone from the, the four rider breaks. We had Annemiek van Vleurt and Elisa Longaborghini, Katarina Nuotoma and Anna van der Breger out um, with a decent gap. But then um, van der Breger got instructions to stop working with the break and Ellen van Dyke jumped on the front in the chase. And... <laughs> Well, that's that's how breaks end. <laughs> so, they were caught. They were caught with one kilometer one to, go. to go, in, and it was such a a storybook thing, and actually really similar to what we were talking about with um, Strada Bianchi. You know, because Ellen chased it down super hard. Um, there was a quick reset, and then she started um, leading out Corinne Rivera for the sprint, and just really piloted her through it and oh. set her up for the win. Uh, it was a great finish, and I also really enjoyed. Um, then off the back of that, Gracie Elvin coming in second, which is an amazing result for her on the podium of Flanders. Um, and as a as a bit of a precursor, talking about how good that Dutch team is, Chantal Black in for third. So yeah, yeah. I mean that was bittersweet for Chantal Black because the reason that um, Anna van der Breger, we just were like this is crazy, but um, Danny Stam, the DS, had told Anna van der Breger that she should ride, she should not ride because they were riding for Chantal Black. Um, now, I think that Anna van der Breger could have outsprinted all of those four, could have outsprinted that break. Yep. I think Anna, if, if Anna van der Breger had ridden, van der Breger would have won. Yep. And I, it's, and but that's cycling, that's bike racing, you know? Like I, it is. I, I, and actually, Bors Dolman's, it's not that I don't want Bors to win, because last year I was saying that, you know, it got a little bit, it should have got a little bit boring on paper that Bors Dolman's kept winning the classics, yeah? But they win races in such style, such well, and, and epic to their credit, style. 
to their credit, you... whoever their script writer was understood that risk really well, and so they kept making sure that different Bowles writers won in unique and interesting ways. So yeah. rather than watching, you know, uh, a boring police procedural, we got something really in- innovative and exciting. And it's so good. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, the Americans. I, my dear American friends, who having an American win the Ronde van Vlaanderen. Mm. is beyond epic for you know in the same way as i mean i guess we were spoiled with women's cycling british women's cycling because you know we had we had nicole you know we had nicole cook but having an american win and you know and also corinne rivera represents some really interesting stuff you know she's a filipina american cyclist she's uh she's she's just you know she's really she's really interesting and it it kind of um was yeah i i kind of i i'm just really happy for i was happy for her but i was happy for my american friends yeah because i mean i i have to admit i would i would have liked to see cassia newadoma win flanders because you know i i I would have liked to see cassia you know i I like to see cassia newadoma win yeah i'd like to see her win anything so you know yeah but i i mean and god damn it i I wish a lot of the races we saw this this year. We'd seen the same thing happen, the Ellen Van Dyke thing when uh when near when Rick Corin Rivera had won Stride Bianchi. Like the work that Ellen Van Dyke put in and the lead out that Ellen Van Dyke put in was just phenomenal. Literally having Ellen Van Dyke on your team is like having three extra riders. She yep. is an absolute beast and she is tactically you know she's really good tactically but even if she yep. wasn't her power is just so much that you know she can just turn it on and she is tireless and fearless and will chase down other people and i don't think that van dyke i think van dyke doesn't get the chance to go for her own wins so much because you know you can just use her yeah well and i mean she does so much right and and not just uh, her skills but also her physique she's she's the perfect rider for someone like Corinne Rivera to shelter behind as, as oh, you pilot you know your way Corinne Rivera is this tiny little yeah. thing and Ellen van Dyke is this t- typically tall dutch rider you know she's yeah. uh, she's 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 tall and rangy uh you know uh you know, yeah. ru- you know ruler ruler type rider so yeah i mean it's just like it's like it's like um it's like being led up by Cancellara or something like mm, that, you know, mm. or Tony, you know, Tony Martin or someone like that. It's just, it's yeah, it's perfect. But I love her ferocity. She has this. I always, you know, I've said this a million times, but you know, the kind of the the ride of the Valkyries flashes through my head when Ellen really starts Ellen Van Dyking. You know, it's just, <laughs> just oh, it's just spectacular. Yeah. There so, is there is yeah. part of her that just sort of I don't know, it tickles that kind of primal instinct of someone who just glories in the in the contest and oh and yeah the the, the the sort of devil may care throw all caution to the wind and just go for it kind of writing is yeah is something you see you, you sort of see in the way she writes so yeah, yeah it's like it's like this cycling equivalent of a berserker rage isn't it but it's not a rage it's just this yeah, glory yeah. It, i mean this is the whole thing about the ride of the valkyries isn't it it's that it's that i am glorying in the battle you mm-hmm. know like just stunning yeah so that was a great race we liked we, we, we liked flanders but you know flanders being on uh, flanders is the race that people said would never be shown and it wasn't just shown uh, like last year it had the Which, disaster by of, the way um, oh yes yeah it did have the disaster last year you're right where the the coverage had a breakdown and yeah 
Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, we could watch it. But yeah, this is this is where we are. Okay, you yeah. said by the way. Um, well, yeah. By the way, everyone who said that um, it, Flanders could never be shown, like women, the women's race could never be shown live, you owe us a dollar. So yeah, <laughs> more than a dollar, damn it. Um, so that was Flanders. Um, yeah. Uh, so what was what was next for you then? Okay, this is a kind of. Okay, let's talk about Cassie and Yodoma. I. I this feels really... like the this feels like the start of a musical. How do we know the problem with Cassia? So Cassia Neodoma had been a, a fantastic rider. She's been on the way up for eight, you know, forever. She's no, not forever. She's 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 very young still. You know, she's she's only just turned twenty three. And she's, you know, she started as her 2013 was her first first season. And she started as a, a on a on a small Polish team, and then was a stagiaire for Rabo Live, Rabo Women's Cycling Team, and then has been with Rabo ever since. Mm-hmm. Except now she's moving, and she's this really happy rider. But she's kind of been on this. She's been on this trajectory, this, this trajectory of doing really well. But she has been a kind of secondy, thirdy. But you know, she won the Amakamine Bira last year. She was the European yep. champion, um, European road champion in 2015. Um, oh no, she won the won the Bira in 2015. She won. Elsie Jacobs Festival Elsie Jacobs last year she won uh she's she's just you know she's been a contest a contester in everything but what I loved this year's been quite hard it's been quite hard for her because she hasn't been in the biggest team she has to do a lot of work she's been out in all the major breaks that count and I love that but the thing (laughs) we didn't get we didn't get to see this race live but we're in the Ovo Energy Women's Tour. The right. uh, another race that started is is very young, but is an Insta Classic. Well, this is actually this was. I'm glad you brought it up because this was on my list as well. So yeah. And on the first stage, and she's riding with Mariana Voss, and Mariana Voss obviously has had um, she's had many medical issues and injury issues, and she's really been having a shitty couple of years. But but she's you know she she'd won a quick. Herrasberg and Quick, which is one of my absolute, which was one of my personal favourites because the way that Voss won Quick was in absolutely classic Voss style, going up against um, Ellen Van Dyke and sprinter Maria Giulia Confandlonieri. She just mm. won it in classic wily, clever racing Voss style, and we got to see it live as well, you know. And and I was really really happy. That's one of my personal favourites because I don't want Voss to win everything. I don't, yep. but I want Voss to be. I want Voss to be back in good shape. It, it it makes me really sad for her that she's not been able to be as as you know, not being able to have, not being able to contest. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's not that I want Voss to be the world beater, but I don't want Voss to have a shitty time. She's a really nice person, and she deserves better cycling gods. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> There they are in the first stage of the Ovo Energy Women's Tour, which is, you know, one of the biggest races. We don't get to see it live, but it is one of one of the, if not the best organised race. It's well, huge in terms of media coverage. It's yeah. just spectacular. Well, and, and crowd participation roadside, particularly for a, oh, non, yeah. a non-Dutch or Belgian race. Like, they really do an amazing job of getting people in local communities involved. And and look, I, I understand that you don't want to just out and out say it's the best organised race, but when 
writer after writer and, and team manager after team manager will quietly tell you it's the best organized race. Like you tend to believe that it is actually the best no, organized it race. It is. It is, yeah. and I love. And they really. And it's. I mean, it's not just good crowd. It's it's better crowds than Belgium. I mean, mm. better. It's it's Olympic level crowds. It's classics level crowds. It's yeah crazy it's game changing for uk women's sports in in so many ways so there they are they're racing through kettering and it gets to about i can't even remember how many kilometers goes it 30 or 40 or 50 kilometers to go and or 60 something like that and cassie and Uadoma attacks and the peloton look at her and go oh god because what they know is going to happen is that when they catch back cassie and Uadoma, mariana voss is going to attack and then when they catch back Mariana Voss, Cassia Neurodome is going to attack. And there's a really good exactly. chance of one of them getting away. And and it's day one and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, can one of you guys just give it a break? Like, jeez. <laughs> so I they guess... decide... Yeah. So they let Cassia ride. And they're Oops. like, okay, you know what? We're going to let Cassia ride because, you know, she'll get tired out there by herself in the wind, facing by herself. You know, yes, we've got Mariana Voss literally sniggering to us and uh, sniggering in the, on, on her back wheel waiting for us to catch it. But, you know, let's just give us, let's just do ourselves a favor. We don't want an epically long, you know, this is the long, yeah. we're, in a, we're in a long season. We've got the longest stages that we've ever had in races. You know, let's just leave it yeah. for a bit. And that was a mistake. <laughs> it was, it was a horrendous mistake. It was a, it was a, it was a stage losing and and ultimately race losing mistake. Oh, it just went as you were watching it on Twitter because we could only watch it on Twitter. You're watching it on Twitter, and you go from, oh, Cassia, I I wish you know. Okay, great. I I hope that when you know, I hope you don't tie yourself out too much so that when you get caught, when 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 you get caught, you can go again to you know what there's an outside chance she might no 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 we can't hope for that because that would just no they're not gonna let her she can't win to oh my god she might win to oh my god she's won yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like but but what like oh wow okay this is not okay that was a little unexpected um, and the funniest thing is, is Mariana Voss came second. Because <laughs> of course so, she Because, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, this, is, this is the bit where you have that tiny bit of sympathy for the rest of the peloton because you're like, well, yeah, okay, so letting Cashew go was a mistake, but clearly you were fucked anyway. Like, <laughs> you... You, you, you're right, you're right. I get why it was probably worth saving your legs because you were just 100% fucked on that stage. You yeah, just, you yeah. had no chance. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is, 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 is like, so Mariana Voss was asked afterwards, you know, was it basically did Cassia win because they didn't bother chasing? And she said no, because they did try to start chasing her seriously and they couldn't make any ground up on her. <laughs> 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 oh, it was just gorgeous. I mean... So Cassie Neodoma, she's totally such a star. She's and 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 she made a thousand fans during the Over Energy Women's mm. Tour. Um, one of the things they did this year, they always have a charity that they work with, and they work with people whose lives are affected by the condition that their charity is dealing with. And this year it yep. was um, breast breast cancer care. And every rider started the race wearing a ribbon that had been written on by a woman who'd suffered from breast cancer. Right. And. Cassia had Neodoma had really taken to this and she said you know Laura the woman who had written her ribbon 
had been her inspiration and she was thinking about her when when it was hurting out there she was thinking about laura's you know laura's battle laura's yeah. laura going everything she'd gone through yeah. yeah yeah and she was like yeah and and she really 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 went for it and and she was just and she made she made a thousand fans and it's especially interesting because you know some of these places are slightly brexit and obviously cassia neodome is polish and there's a little mm. bit of a bit you know so there is something about those poles coming over here stealing our hearts <laughs> which for you know for someone like me who's absolutely pro-european made it even you know made it even yeah. better like fuck or, which um, which for me made it really confusing to learn that the english have hearts so oh, but um <laughs> so yeah, so that was just, and she was, and there, I think one of the one of the photographers was complaining about her because every time they saw her on the road, she'd see a photographer and she'd grin at them. <laughs> so all the photos are of Cassie and Eudoma smiling at fans and waving. At I, I just want one fucking photo of her suffering. God damn it. Yeah, God, I don't want her like smiling at the camera, and making it look easy. But so, so it looked like. It looked like um, it looked like WM3 had got this race sewn up, yeah. Yep, yep. But then, because you know, it's it's hard to defend, and it's hard to defend in a race like um, it's hard to defend a race like uh, the the about like uh, like like the Ovo Tour because you know five days, some really really epically long race days, yeah. and was looking it was looking like you know this is going to be hard for them but you know they've got a Voss in second place on, yeah, you know yeah. so they had and, they had and two surely options. with Voss's experience you know they've got options and they've got tactical now so they can yeah. they can figure this out yeah and so it was looking quite good you know um it was it was kind of it was it was just it was looking like it could be you know it, it could be good the second stage was won by amy peters uh, from a from a small you know from from a small group that small group had mariana voss and cassie and Udoma. hurrah for them so you know that, that that's one that's one tick that's one ticked off for them and then you had stage three um stage three was won by chloe hosking um ahead of alice barnes and ellen van dyke with uh cassie and you you know big 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 bunch sprint but that sprint was somewhat marred by crashes. And in particular, one aspect of that crash, did we mention that Mariana Voss has had a really bad run of luck the last couple of years? Mariana Voss crashed twice and she broke her collarbone. Fuck. And she was devastated because, you know, Mm. she'd got the Giro, she'd got, you know, where she wanted to race for New New Adoma coming up, she's going to have to miss the Giro. It was just a just a and you know this, this she it, 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 she you know she was going to Mariana Voss would have raised her heart out for Neodoma. Yeah. But if Neodoma had slipped, I mean there was a really good chance of Voss and Neodoma being yeah. one two on the Ovo Energy Women's to a podium. Mm-hmm. And so that was devastating and you're like okay this is going to be suddenly this is a game changer because the rest of the team while there's good you know good strong riders are not Voss and Neodoma. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they are... One of the things that Mariana Voss has always tried to do with her teams, um, and especially was a focus with WM3, is um, on developing younger riders. And so, oh, yeah. you know, that's that's a key part. And so, like you say, while they're, they're good and accomplished riders, they're, they're riders that are also there trying to, to, you know, make that step to the next level. And so, um, yeah, there, there was a, a skill gap now. Um, yeah. 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 And the thing that's really the other so we so the last stage was a crit esque stage in London. 
um, in in the center of in the center of London. Or stage four. Um... Yeah, no, no, the last stage was yeah. So yeah. that meant that stage four was super important. Right, gotcha. Yep, yep. So stage four is um, is super super um, in, 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 important because it was the last chance, and Nia Doma and Anuska Costa and her team chased down a ton of breaks, like a ton of breaks. But it ended up with a three-woman breakaway: Christina Mayorus, Leah Kirkman, and Sarah Roy. And I think that this is one of your favorite, your one of your highlights of the year too. Yeah, absolutely, it was. I mean, uh, you know, and just because, and and look, I'm not afraid to admit my biases in regard to it. But Roy is a, a writer who has really worked incredibly hard to... I mean, everyone's worked hard to get there, but her journey, her path to to um, writing for Orica and being in this, these races was not a, a simple or easy one. And so it was just really cool to see her snag a win in a race like the Ovo Energy Tour. Oh, and, and especially because I would... I really like Sarah Roy as a rider. She excites me. I like her. You know, she... God, when, mm. she, was, when she was selling her own stickers to try and help her to get to Europe that I year... I literally, literally bought a whole bunch of them. I, I have way more stickers than I need. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Sarah Roy, when you're in a break with uh, Christina Mayorus, who's this very canny, super domestique, ultra domestique sprinter, very clever rider... Um, you know, all round, all round, dangerous. Mm. You know, dangerous, dangerous in in a in a ton of different ways. Rider to be with, and then you've got Leah Kirkman, who was on the podium at La Course, like a sprinty yeah. with the sprintiest races. I just assumed that Roy, she's the least, um, she's the experienced. least experienced. She's the least. Uh, she's just not as strong as Maya Roos yeah, and, I, and, and Kirkman. Not, I just as, not as battle-hearted is what and I is don't how mean I that, put it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't mean... I, I, Roy is a writer who's developing. Yeah, and yeah. I And that's no criticism of her at all. It's not no, about no. of her in the future. I just... And I know that she's won, you know, she's won a race at the Bowls Rentals Ladies Tour, but for her to win a World Tour race <clears throat> and to do it so well, yeah. she was... She was awesome. So she won that well, stage. I think and the exciting she... thing for me about her and that is that it, it to me is that indicator that she is continuing to develop and that oh, she's not yeah. done developing, you know. And so to me, it's almost not even that race win specifically, but more that that race win tells me that I think, you know, next year we're going to see even more from her. So, Well, I had thought her, I had I had her pegged as a, as a bunch sprinter. Mm. But then you go, no, she's a... She's is she going to be like a Georgia Bronzini esque um, escape artist and classics rider? You know, like Georgia Bronzini yeah. is an amazing. Was it at her best? Is an amazing and still, you know, Georgia Bronzini is still incredibly, incredibly yeah. good bunch sprinter. But my favorite Bronzini is the Bronzini who gets into breaks. You know, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and and I think maybe maybe this is where Roy's going to go too. Like yeah. I, you know popper in your fantasy teams for next year people like yeah she's i don't know how much of a chance she'll get because next year orica have taken on um yolin dora um as uh, on there so you know yeah. yolin's going to be that i think roy could be a yolin dora type sprinter and mm-hmm. so i don't know whether she'll have how many chances she'll have for herself so maybe don't put her in your fantasy team next year but 
Well, you know, it depends Definitely. on depends on how she's valued in the competition. You know, she may still be a bargain. So, oh god, if she's a bargain, pick her. Yeah, but Jens Jens is far too clever for I that. I know Jens is, and I say this with all the love in the world, an utter bastard when it comes to pricing riders. Yeah. Um, specifically in this context, the term "utter bastard" is a technical term that means accurate. <laughs> um, yeah god damn it why can't he put that rider that no one else knows is going to win yeah. um yeah so so basically it was one in a in a breakaway the group that came in behind um came in came, came in behind them uh, there was a group that was 17 you know, that was that was 17 seconds behind but Cassia Nuadoma was in the big group 20 seconds 22 seconds behind so went into the final stage still leading the um the, 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 the GC. Mm, mm. Uh, final stage, lots and lots and lots and lots of riders tried to get away. Near Doma and uh, WM3 really had to fight to stop to stop some some sort of significant breaks getting away and rode beautifully. But ultimately, it was um, it was not to be for um, anyone else. It was a <laughs> budget sprint won by Yoni Dora with Hannah Barnes in second and Christine Mayurus in first, giving Cassian Nuadoma her first world tour win which was awesome um so and good. just such a such a great result given how hard she had to work for it um particularly after mariana had that that nasty crash and you know it really just fell pretty much squarely on cash's shoulders to finish it off on her own um, yeah 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 and Christi- christina mayadus in second overall and hannah barnes who's epic racing for the sprint immediate bonifications mm. got her onto third place in the um third place in the gc in the GC, yeah great job which, her which yeah. by the way how good have the barn sisters done this year they've had a great season oh yeah i mean the battle of the barn there were so many things to enjoy about the um the 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 ovo energy women's tour like the battle of the barn sisters was one of them was you know was, was mm. one of them for best british you know sometimes when you have a best british rider uh jersey You've got like you've got a thing where it's uh it's you know it's it's sometimes those best something right rider jerseys are are not so you know not so not you know not don't really mean much yeah, but it yeah. really was like fantastic. Um, here's one of the other best moments for the Over Energy Women's Tour. This is what the Over Energy Women's Tour meant for me. So um, Jonathan Davis, who's talking about his favourite moments, he said. When Danny King excused herself from an interview with a reporter in court in order to call my girls over and chat to them while they were on the rollers, the girls were glowing afterwards and now both want bikes like Danny. <laughs> and and uh, so Pinarello, that's how you sell a bike to, to win. <laughs> small, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, they're these small yeah. girls, and that is that's Danny King all over. Like she is, yeah. uh, she is an ambas- a true ambassador of the sport. But then so many of the riders are, and and that's. I mean, I think almost the problem that the Over Energy Women's Tour is going to have is it's almost going to be too successful because it's going to it's going to get to the point where riders can't do that in the yep. future. Like um, watching how Annemiek van Vleuten uh, was was at the Bowls Rental Ladies Tour, for example, which I was I worked on and had an amazing time on, um, where Annemiek just can't walk more than three, you know, can't can't take yeah, three, three steps without someone else. And... Yeah, without yeah. someone wanting her i mean it's ironic that annemiek van vleuten became more famous for not winning the olympic gold medal than anna van der Brega did for winning it 
Mm-hmm. But I think it's also about Annemiek van Vleuten's personality. The fact that last year when she had that hideous crash in the um, in in Rio, she yeah. was back on her bike a month later, and she's very yeah. media. She's very media savvy, very media friendly. Well, and... and and it is. It's a compelling story, you know. And I mean, I I even get that, you know. Um, she doesn't want that to be the the defining legacy of her career and isn't you know entirely comfortable that it's still being talked about but i do think the crash in the olympics her comeback and then her her building to the results she had this year it does all tie together as a as a story you know maybe not into next year but certainly for this year's season i think it does yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people who were um, saying who, what their favourite moments of the year is on Twitter were saying Van Vleuten. And they were saying Van Vleuten at La Course on Isouard and Van Vleuten winning the ITT World Championships. Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I completely get that. I mean, I think, I think Van Vleuten for me, she didn't, she, she must, it was a frustrating season, I think, for her up to that yeah. point up up to the course because she'd been um she'd been so close she'd been so, many so close she'd been there at strade she was joint like, third her, in Amstel gold her, her, honestly her spring was like she had fucking inherited directly from emma johansson the the podium yeah. curse you know of yeah. of never being on the top step but always being on the podium like she was just yeah. always around and and that must have been frustrating as hell and then um, she had, and then she had those traumas of a Macamine Beera, where mm. she went into the last stage of a Macamine Beera leading with mm. two other Orica Scott riders in, yeah, in, in second, in second and third. It looked like it should have been an, or it should have been an Orica Scott well, one, two, three on the podium. Yeah, I mean, except that in 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 a move that surprised no one because you know we all knew it was we all knew she was going to try, Ashley Moulman Passio attacked on the final stage i I, kind of i appreciate your generosity in saying that but i think the more accurate way to state it is in a move that surprised everyone but uh, it surprised no one but three people (laughs) i I know i I mean i think they were i think the thing the thing is is i think they were expecting ash mormon to do it to go but they just could not keep up with her ash mormon won the final stage of a macameen beera and won the overall race yes and that was that... And then, and Orica went from clean sweeping the podium to only having one rider in third. So, yeah, did they? Mm. Who was second? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I have to pull it up now. Um. Anyway, so they, so it was just, it was, it was kind of embarrassing for Orica, and then we got to the Giro, mm. and so I, I, I don't know what I think about this. Some people are saying that the Giro is was one of their highlights, and I have issues with the Giro with with the highlights. We'll get onto we'll get we'll, we'll get onto that, yeah. But yep. the the Giro the Giro d'Italia um, it started off with uh, with um, a team time trial, which was in a surprise to no one, won by Bowles Dolmans. Stage two is the breakaway stage, which Annemiek van Vleuten won um, out of her Anna van der Breger and Elisa Longo Borghini. Um, that had uh, Anna van der Breger basically go. I can't ride. My team, my my colleague is in. My colleague Caroline <laughs> Canowell is in the the Amalia Rosa, so I can't ride. Which I would have just would have punched her in the face for because that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you know, I it and was I a love beautiful it. bit of theatre though. You've got to respect the theatre. Like, can um, you imagine them for Van Vleuten after Ronde van Vlaanderen? <laughs> but then they had the state. Then they had um, the. The, the stage Hannah Barnes winning her first uh, her first 
her first uh, stage of the Giro um, for, in stage two. I always get confused about what's a prologue and what's in stage three, you know, um, which was which was hilarious. But that was the um, that was the wind stage, wasn't it? Oh, um, oh, good God! I think so, but yeah, now I'm. No, 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 that was no, that was that was a bunch sprint. That was a bunch sprint. Stage four was won by Yoni Dora, her first stage win in the Giro. And if I'm not wrong, that was the windy stage, and that was the stage where Oricus. <laughs> oh, they hit, and it was just must be gutting because for Oricus Scott because. There they are. They're riding together. There's been the attacks. It gets windy. Bowles, Dolmans and WM3 get on the front and, and Sunweb get on the front because it's windy and start making some echelons. Mm. And, only, As you do. and only Amanda Spratt from Orica Scott is up at the front. Awkward. Um, oh. Yes. Yes. And very so, awkward. And so Annemiek van Vleuten, who'd been looking like she could win the Giro at that point, lost the Giro. Yeah, stopped looking like she could win. Um, and it's that old that old sawhorse that we always bang on about, you know, not not many moments where you can win it, but there's a lot where you can lose it. And that was one of them. Oh. And, and, and it was must have been... And it, the thing is, is if it was someone from another... Do you remember in the World, Men's World Championships last year, where they're in Qatar and they're coming to a corner and they know the winds are going to be crosswinds mm. and the Belgians are massing on the front... And yeah, and the Belgian and, and who would be who would have guessed that when the crosswinds hit, the Belgians would have ripped the race to shreds? And that's what you say about the Dutch, Un- right? Unpredictable, Dutch. completely, completely impossible to forecast that. And so, yeah. and yeah, and so if you're a Dutch rider who's missed it, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like that's like in many ways that's more embarrassing than the actual final result. Um, yeah, you know it, it's yeah that's one that you'd really be kicking yourself over. Speaking of kicking yourself over things, I have to apologise. I did quickly check, and I was wrong. Um, Orica did hold on to position two and three in the Immaculate Bureau Final GC. Um, but yeah, I have my smug face on. Um, you permanently wear that face though. So that's just for so- just called your face. So for some people on Twitter, the next mm. stage, stage five. Was the was 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 a height was one of their was one of their height was one of their favourite race stages right. this season because it was the Giro d'Italia ITT was yes. just stupid ridiculous yeah, well, farcical was the word I was going for but yeah yeah like I can understand look uh, I can understand why some people liked it um as much as they did it was it was very entertaining but to me um when you have to when you basically have to run part of your ITT you've kind of designed a shitty ITT it was it included a 30% incline two it hmm. had two climbs in it and one of the this, this one of the climbs when the men did it in the Giro Trentino Oh, do I mean Trentino? Anyway, when they mended it in the in 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 a men's race a couple of years ago, there's all these pictures of men the men running up the hill because mm. it was that steep. It was just ludicrous. Like yeah. it was just. And the thing that bothered me about it is the Giro does this interesting thing where they try to have a varied a varied parkour every year. So yeah. some years you can win the Giro on intermediate bonifications, and Mariana Voss yep. has done that. 
her her win was basically equivalent to the bonifications that she that she'd won some years they go for absolutely monster climbs you know your mara abbott style climbs where it's just a mountain you start at the bottom of an alp and you ride to your top of the alp hurrah um other years they have a lot of climbing and descending and this year was not a big climbing race and this is why i think it was it's especially gutting for voss to miss it because it was a perfect you know it's a perfect voss course basically Mm, mm. but i i don't it was a little bit gutting that this incredible climb that was this beautiful you know beautiful beautiful climb and it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't in a in a road race it was in an ict yeah and uh, like uh, to me it just the reason i really object to it is exactly that like i i wouldn't have minded if it was in a stage um yeah i know i'd have loved it i would have loved it and i'd have been applauding it would be great as long as it wasn't you know the final of the stage like you know no one wants to see someone running to to yeah but they didn't know there there weren't that many people running there weren't that many people running no but what i mean is you don't want to see that that kind of yeah, well, anyway, um, uh, but my point being, in an ITT, the, the problem with it is that it's just, it's too disruptive, Yeah. in my opinion. It's too big a disruption to an ITT, you know, which is meant to be the, the race of truth, you against the clock, all power, you know, go as hard as you can for as long as you can. And I get that it's meant to be over different terrain and stuff as well. Um, I do like but... the technical ITT. I like a hilly yeah, ITT. Yeah, I, 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 like I love a technical ITT. one, absolutely. And I, I even love a climbing one. But I just think that was too much. It was just it was just not right for an ITT, in my opinion. So yeah. I, get, I get that it provided a real spectacle. And I definitely understand why people would like it. And I'm not you know so against it that i'm I, I am saying they're wrong i just see it differently for me that that wouldn't it, it doesn't make a, an ideal itt in my opinion yeah it did have the absolute drama of, of van vleuten dropping her chain and yeah and her mechanic putting her chain back on on a on a road bike while she was still spinning yeah, um, at around eighty k's an hour. So, like, basically, <laughs> basically, basically, took part of his finger off to do it. Um, but also, given there was a um, another incident that um, that she'd had with the chain slipping previously as well, it seemed like there was a bit of an ongoing chain issue over at Orica for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. So yes, Annemiek van Vleuten won, and then um, but but Anna van der Breger was so close, you know, was so close to her that Anna van der Breger was still leading the Giro. And yeah. then this is the other thing: is the first half of the Giro had some really great racing parkour, and the second part of the Giro, the parkour just wasn't as as fun, you know. Yeah. Lotte Lapisto won her first stage um, on stage six as a sprinter, and that was one of the things I really liked. All these riders who won their first stage. I mean, Sheila Gutierrez Reef winning her stage on stage seven out of a breakaway. I mean, Sheila yep. is a very young Spanish rider. It's the resurgence of Spanish cycling. I, my Spanish cycling friends are some of my favourite people. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy, you know, really enjoyed that. And you know, it's another, another first time winner. Um, stage eight was the Lucinda Brand stage, I and mean, I'm still not entirely sure what happened in the stage because the Giro also had absolutely fucking terrible social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... So we started off talking about you know great coverage, and the Giro did not have great coverage this year. 
no it had um it had like it's even its highlights usually the giro gives us like an hour of highlights every year now mm. what the giro did this year was the highlights were were actually shown as part of the men's tour de france every year people who aren't in italy say oh it's ridiculous that the giro is on at the same time as the tour de france but the reason that the for the italians do it is the highlights get shown as part of the tour de france package and they get an astronomical number of viewers now yeah. for the giro an astronomical number of viewers in italy is the most important thing yeah yeah it's where they it's where their money is made it's where their sponsors are it's you know it, yeah it makes perfect sense and and actually an astronomical number of viewers for your 15 minutes highlights you're not going to get that just sh- you know if you sh- if, if it's on a, if yeah. it's on a different time of if it's on a different time of year yeah you're just yeah. not yeah. and that's why the giro does it um i get I God knows I feel I feel everyone else's pain who thinks that's a terrible idea because that what that doesn't help me when I'm in Britain or Australia or America especially. Yeah, well, but, yes, except to that I say learn from the Italians and their wisdom, my friends, because the one thing I can guarantee you about the the tour is that of the eighteen stages that they ride the first hour of coverage is basically meaningless, which gives you plenty of time to catch up on your Giro highlights. Well, what was what's interesting is that they had they did it again this year. They've done it in the past. When they're on a boring men's stage, they've actually sh- just shot to the women's Giro highlights for that day, showing mm. the men in the showing the men in a split screen in the bottom, showing the men doing yep. nothing in a split screen in the bottom of the screen. I mean, that's exactly. That's it's not beautiful. it's not hard to do and it's the obvious choice when you've got an exciting set of highlights of women's racing from today versus you know guys riding tempo while they chew out 150 kilometers so that they can attack in the last last 50 you know it's a pretty easy choice yeah i mean i get it i get it obviously we want more but yeah i i mm. don't think that moving the giro is the is the is the be all no. is the be all end anyway so lucinda brand Oh my God, she descended to a win before, but Tatiana Rybchenko was ahead. Um, was a, was ahead. She was out there with Yannicka Ensing. Lucinda Brand caught them. As sorry, Rybchenko went over the top. Lucinda Brand had chased, caught. Her descending is epic. She caught Tatiana Rybchenko within the last ten k. Wow. Then Brand crashed, got back on her bike. Uh, caught Ryabchenko again, overtook her, and went down the last little climb in that little in that in last little descent in the most perfect Lucinda Brand style. Just this woman is one of the best bike riders who descenders in the world, male or female. She is just epic. Glorious. Like, yeah. Like you think she's going to ride over the edge of that, um, over the edge of that, 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 that corner. But no, she's just, she's got it perfectly. She's like, she, she descends like a downhill skier, you know, like, uh, like a really good skier. She's just amazing. And so she won that stage, but she, yeah, was... she descends like a block of concrete through water. No, she just descends beautifully. It's That's beautiful. What, yeah. Have you not seen a block of concrete go through water? It's glorious. Oh. It's just straight down. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, Marta Bastianelli won the sprint stage, stage nine, the penultimate stage, her first stage win at the Giro, which was a theme. And then on the last stage, uh, which was round and round and round and round, and then up and over Vesuvius, mm-hmm. the volcano, um, 
Mekongwanye won the final stage and while lots of riders had tried to escape Anna van der Brega won the whole thing so that's a really long intro into the the Isuard and the course but that was where this is that was the context of Annemiek van Vleuten's win she had been she had been a real contender for the Giro. She had rode the incredible time trial really, really well. But because mm. of her, mis- because of the mistake on the wind day, she yeah. was out of con- she was out of contention. So she'd been up there and nearly up there. She'd been a really great rider. She'd had a good season, but I think from what she wanted, it wasn't going so well. And then they hit the course. Yes. Which, are you honestly going to tell me that's one of your best races of the year? You know why? I was commentating it. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And there was something... I mean, the thing about La Course is it was frustrating. It's frustrating. It's only one day. That thing, which was the second part of La Course, was just ridiculous. Um, Mm. But seeing the women ride up the Isuard still gives me a thrill. Like... They were de- they were dealt a crappy hand by the ASO, and like all women's riders, right races, they played it absolutely to the best of their abilities. Yeah, and they showed that like, I and mean, it was an attacky, it was an attacky race. It was it was exciting. It was fantastic. I think the real thing, the real thing that we didn't get that was. I love a good cycling what if. You know, we spend hours as cycling fans talking about, oh, but if this has happened, if that had happened. And the what if had been, what if Lizzie Danen, who had done so much work, um, so much work and had been leading, chasing down the chasing down the attacks and leading the riders up the Col du Izzard, because, you know, this isn't a Lizzie Danen star parkour. Mm, mm. She was riding for Megan Guarnier, who it turned out just was having a bad day. And, right. and, I think that I, you know, the what if is what if Lizzie Danen, what could Lizzie Danen had done if she was, if she'd be, if it'd been the other way around. But not to take anything away from Annemiek van Vleuten's win, she won it perfectly, you know. Well, I mean, she had a little bit of a chain drop, but, you know, um, she won it perfectly and it was just it meant so much you know it means it does mean so much to have the women have the chance to ride these mountainous races we yeah the mountain races are the one that we've lost on the calendar yeah true true and look so, when we first heard that they were going to do a mountain um thing with La Course, i was all hopeful that you know we were going to get an additional stage not a weird chase thing the the stupid thing about the chase is so that if if you don't remember that thing as dana called it i love her interviews um was was the there was a on the itt course the women would the top 19 women started at the at the um at the time gaps they finished isuard on so they started. So they started off. If you finished in a, if you finished together with someone else, you started with them. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you know, and and it was just. I had said. I mean, the only the only reason it didn't happen exactly how I said is I said it was going to be the Anna van der Breger Invitational because I thought Anna van der Breger would win Isuard, and then she's a great time trialist, and yeah. you know, and it's a time trial course, and it's not a very long one, and it's you know, you if you've got like thirty, you know, you've got like a minutes and something you lead, you're going to win. The only reason that didn't happen was because Anna van der Breger didn't race, you know, mm. like, and mm. that's not to take anything away from Annie van Vleuten either, because you know she won that beautifully, and I would have loved to see van Vleuten and van der Breger go up against each other on the Isuard, but 
the chase was just i mean they tried and lizzie dane and and and, and they tr- and Bowles Dolmans tried because you know where they waited for they you know by by waiting for uh, Nathan Guarnier, they really 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 tried to to, to do everything they could to beat yeah. Anna McVeigh but it was never going to happen. Like it, it just, just wasn't, wasn't. Like the setup was never going to allow it. It was just again, it was a dumb thing. It was just a poorly thought out. Uh, anyway, we we hashed that over previously. In this yeah, I mean, of, I don't yeah. Wanna... I mean, and it looks like it's not going to happen again. I mean, uh, the thing that annoys me is it was a blatantly obvious of the ASO, like looking at what the Hammer series is doing and trying an experiment yeah. on it. But there's nothing that could have the only you know there there are ways that they could have fixed it. They could have, for example, given Van Vleuten a ten sec a, a ten second lead, for example. Yeah, like you can handicap next... a race without doing the yeah. It was just bullshit gimmickry anyway i mean the thing is is i think it might be different with the men's where the top but even in, even with the men that if you're going to win the tour de france you've got to be able to time trial and climb right yeah but you also still don't know on a given day um you know what the gap and especially on a mountain stage what the time gaps might oh, be like going be, into it big, and isn't it and then the same thing that happens with a an ITT in a stage race anyway would happen, which is depending on the role that that person's playing in their team, you know, you don't know what their overall objectives are for the whole tour. They might not have the freedom to really go for it in a chase stage anyway. It's just, yeah. it's just fucking stupidity, and it just it upsets me on a fundamental level. And I am very very mad with the ASO, okay. which you can tell by the fact that I'm not swearing heaps. Okay, which let's do let's do something that you liked. What did you like? Oh, I'm well. That's it for me for the year. I'm all out of stuff I like now. Really? All I have is right now. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> like, what the oh, hell? God, you've stolen my Dan. Um, let's do let's do some more ones we liked first. All right. Well, look. Um, yeah, let's 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 power through. Um, Pluet was great this year. I thought the finish in particular was oh, spectacular. Pluet's always Pluet's another one of those races where it's almost always in my. It's definitely in my top five. It's mm-hmm. every time like Pluet's just beautiful yeah. and stunning. And the so, course is great. One by Lizzie Danen. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot happened until the last lap, but Danen and Pauline Ferrand Prevost were basically in full showdown mode. They got away together, and oh. um, and were just sticking it to each other the whole way through that last lap and and just giving it a go and lizzie proved to to um have the strongest legs on the day and and won by two seconds and sarah roy actually came in for third um which is a you know continuation of her theme for the year with strong signs of progress and and great results improving results like what the fuck a sprinter coming third in plue that does not happen and Seeing the return to form of Pauline Frampreveau, this is the first time we've seen Pauline Frampreveau at her at her best, you know, at, at that at that best since her you know general run of disaster at the end of 2015 mm. um, and all of 2016. So, you know, that's I want to see more Lizzie Danen versus Pauline Frampreveau battles. One of my favourite things, Lizzie Danen, what her superpower is that she persuades riders to do things that they shouldn't do. Yeah, like like as in like horror movie. Don't go outside alone after hearing a knock on the door. Shouldn't do like that level of things that you shouldn't do. Like the audience is watching on in horror, going, "No, no, why don't you, do that. Why are you? Working? Don't go down into the basement. Don't. No. Oh God. No. All the blood. Oh no. 
And she's apparently she just she gets into people's heads and she persuades them that they should work in the break, for example, because, you know, it'll really help you get 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 Olympic qualification or something like that. And writers say. Yep. Sorry. Writers say. Writers say I've I've heard a writer say afterwards, you know, I don't even know what she said to me because what was I thinking? But it sounded really persuasive at the time. This is what blows me away about it. Because don't get me wrong, I love Lizzie. I really do. Especially because she's so blunt in her interviews. But that's where I know her best from. And it is almost impossible for me to imagine her, Lizzie Danen, giving an interview, being the person who can also talk someone into writing against their own interests. But... Like, I just don't... Like, there's 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 an artistry and, and con-woman-ishness required that i just i don't know where it comes from yeah but okay now there are some writers i can't see it working on one of them is mariana voss because she's also the queen of psychological warfare even though yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. the other one i can't imagine it working on is pauline from Prevost. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine you know that's that's a good point that is so, a good point or what i want from next year pauline from Prevost. i want pauline from Prevost back to her um, to her stroppy, beautiful, exciting, exhilarating, unstoppable best. Um, I want Pauline Frempervo back at peak Pauline. I want her to be doing that Gallic shrug of, but Pauline, you tried to push me into Barrett, but I did not. <laughs> but Pauline, you were really mean to Mar Abbott's. <laughs> That's bike racing. She should have gone past me. That's what I want Pauline Frempervo <laughs> for next year. I just want, and uh, I want Pauline Frempervo versus Lizzie Danen. <laughs> right, right. So basically what you're saying is that you want to prosecute the next hundred years war again. Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah. So yeah, so get <laughs> yeah, Plouet's on my list, of course it is. Um yep. I so have I was there, so it's very exciting to see Omloop Pet Noiseblad, the first the first real the first big race of the season. Um yep. I really wondered what the uh, for the you know, seeing them race together on this on the team, Ellen Van Dyke and Lucinda Brands, um, what they could do together, and what they could do together was just hilarious. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of pairing attacks. Lucinda Brand didn't have the best classic season. I think she was sick. I think maybe her amazing cyclocross season might have worn her out. But yeah, but Omni Pet Noise Bad was very special to me. I mean, you know, every time you're at a race, it's special, right? But just the 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 ridiculous attacking, 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 attack. Another race where Van Vleuten was in the um. Was in the was in the breakaway group. Like I mean, I I'm I'm not dissing Annemiek van Vleuten, and as Dan said, her end of season just kicked right off beautifully. Um, mm, she mm. after she won the course, she was just glorious. She was absolutely unstoppable. The completely dominant rider at the Bowls Rentals Ladies Tour. We're like, oh, does that is that a problem for Worlds? Because you know, has she peaked too soon? No, yeah, no, yeah. she hadn't. She became the ITT World Champion. And she doesn't normally get the chance to even ride ITT Worlds because um, the Dutch have got too many strong ITT riders. But now that there's the European Championships in an automatic spot for the European ITT champion, yeah, now we're getting into the the fun thing where the biggest rivals for the... where, you know, Van Vleuten's biggest rivals are Dutch. (laughs) Or other Dutch riders, yeah. So, yeah. um, Oh, do you have another one? I've I've got a couple more. 
What's oh, look, uh, I mean, the uh, next one is just really the, like, it's just one of my favourite weekends of cycling. So, um, open to Sweat Vigorda. Um, both the TTT and the and the road race, just the event in general, really is just it's just such a fun race. And it was really nice seeing Lotto Lapisto take the win in the road race this year. Oh God, and and so surprising! Like it ended mm. up with um, Mariana Voss has won this race like five or six times, right? And so it ended up in a kind of in a in a small breakaway group with Mariana Voss in it. And you'd think, and Voss and, and Voss and and Voss and Lapisto ended up going head to head, and Lapisto won. And yeah. And Lotta Lepisto is a rider. You know, she had her first um, Giro win, stage win. She's just, I was really happy for her that she got a world tour. When you all know that Mariana Voss is, I have a very special place in my heart for Mariana Voss. But I was just delighted that Lepisto won that. And, you know, Voss coming second like that is just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun race. And Vigord is it always fun. And Always is. Adding the gravel section just makes it even more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was just lots of fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's those are probably my highlights for the year. I mean, what have you got left? Um, a lot of people on Twitter said they loved Ardennes Week, um, with yep, the same yep. podium all three races of of Anna van der Blegger winning, Lizzie Dane in second, and Cassian Nieuwedoma third with in Amstel Gold, uh, um, Annemiek van Vleuten also third. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, I... It was it was a great week, and look, the only reason I hadn't mentioned it was because it was it was literally that you know it's not one race. It was that for me, it's that whole thing. Um, you know, just having that that like you said at the top of the the episode, the the proper Ardennes week was very very cool. Absolutely. I mean, I it was really fascinating to me that Bowles. I thought they'd had a bad spring season. I mean, even with Amelia Diedrichsen winning Drenta, yeah. Uh, a bad spring season compared to last year where they won absolutely everything but um yeah what was it nine races of 12 or something uh, ridiculous um and they and the question on everyone's lips was are they having a bad have they are they having a bad spring or are they peaking for the ardennes (laughs) the answer by the end of that week was pretty clear yeah, Anna van der Brega, the first ever Liege Bastogne Liege, the first uh, Amstel Gold since I think it was two thousand and four. Um, yeah, the first Women's Ardennes Week, and Anna van der Brega stomped all over it with um, yeah, it was big it was time, big time, and just was like yeah, Olympic champion, awesome, mm, like mm. just you know, and and van der Brega, you sit there going, oh, did she did she have quite a quiet year this year? <laughs> It's that one where at first you're like, yeah, it did seem kind of quiet. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, no, hang on. Surely I'm getting seasons confused and I'm mashing too many wins together. And then you go look it up and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, no, she really did just wow. Yeah, and she, and she did it. So, I mean, I really love everyone yeah. knows how flesh will on the script. Anna van der Brega's speciality <laughs> is ripping up the scripts, right? Everyone knows how flesh will on, how flesh will on goes because, you know, flesh will on goes that, you know, everyone waits to the um, end and then all ride up the hill together, you know, and no. Or so we hear because you know you can never see it because the tv cameras are just right fucking there anyway <laughs> except not for... that i'm bitter 
Not that you're bitter. Um, Not bitter. I also have to give a huge shout out to the. So thank you to Ben Atkins who took me to the Omloop Noiseblad. Thanks, Ben. I worked on the Bowls Rentals Lady on the Healthy Aging Tour, doing their doing their social media and was part of the social media team on the Bowls. Sorry, worked on the Healthy Aging Tour as as their social media, doing their social media, and I was on the Bowls Rentals Ladies Tour as part of their um, their their social media team and i had a lovely time and there were so many good moments i thought that i mean seeing um seeing yannicka ensing win even though i wanted cassie newadoma to win it secretly mm. um seeing yannicka ensing win the final stage in the kind of epic you know valkenberg stage <laughs> epic style like like just non-stop drama of what's happening out there oh my god like you know when you're listening when you're listening to the live updates and you're like what the because it's changing so many times and (laughs) and Yannick Ensing is one of those riders who'd been in so many breaks and so many attacks and tried and tried and tried and so for her to get a world tour win like that was just lovely the whole thing was great but yeah no um and of course I think I say this every year of course, my highlight was sharing it with all my all my Twitter friends, all our women's cycling community. Oh, we love you. We love you all. And you can tell us how wrong we are about these races and them being the best by hitting us up on Twitter. Sarah is at PW Cycling. Um, I'm no longer on Twitter, so don't bother. He is. He's um, at Dan W. Official. <laughs> um, thank you especially to the Women's Cycling Detective Club, who I got to meet so many of for the first time yes. with the Ladies Tour. I love you. Um, next week, we're going to talk about, like, we're going to talk about what it's been like doing women's cycling for the last five years. And we're going to talk about some of the things we've learned and where we've been and what we've enjoyed and where we think it should go. So, you know, stick around for that one. Indeed, um, and thank you for all your help with picking races this week and you know, make sure we haven't forgotten your favourite. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye!